Did you know that you can help save the lives of cats by simply opening a new tab on your computer? That's right. Tab for Cats is a free extension on your Chrome or Edge browser that raises money for rescue cats every time you open a new tab. Plus, you get to see pictures of cute cats on every tab instead of some boring search engine. I also love how adding the extension helped an issue that I was having with Chrome and made it faster for me. Go to tabforcats.org and help us save all the rescue cats today. I'm Jay. I'm Adrian. And together we are the, the Two Crazy, Crazy Cat Ladies. <laughs> I'm gonna cut you. I think I just peed. Buckle up. We're back in the closet. Welcome to episode number 0088 of Back in the Closet with the Two Crazy Cat Ladies. We are sitting in the closet in our camping chairs. We have no babies um, with us right now. I know. I really have the girls would join us, but... Uh, Apparently, they're taking a rain check on hanging out. Yeah. They didn't really hang out with us during our VIP live or our, well, a little bit in the interview. They're today. loving their catwalk today. Yeah. They're up there just bathing and snuggling each other. It's like, what It's a, a beautiful life. day here. It's like fall hit today. Yeah. Um, it's like the, the weather, the temperature dropped. And I know, like, a lot of you would be like, it's still 90, what, I think the high was 90, 95 today. 95 today? Yeah. They, or so the breeze. weather accents. The, the the weather's it's it's 95 degrees that is not fall but here without the humidity and with it and being with the in nice the 60s green. and 70s in the morning and the 70s in the evening um oh, it's amazing and the crisp breeze going through it actually it's is amazing. it actually is fabulous oh it feels so good i feel good. like this light is so bright you can it's... see straight through my white shirt into my bra <laughs> wow not into my bra but to my bra really yeah I think it's padded enough that you can't see through the bra. Well, let's hope. But the light is very right. bright here on YouTube. So, um, anyway. Let's get our lives together. Let's start with the toast, shall okay. we? All right. Why did you take my glass? Oh, that's my bad. I just put them down in the wrong spots. Oh. Whoopsie daisies. <laughs> Yours wasn't bad, though. Uh, I've already taken a sip. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, good. I have watermelon. Vodka. Wait, what are we uh, cheersing to? The beginning of this podcast, which is about grains and carbs in our cat's food, and what I'm excited about is asking you some questions, because where I'm coming from is you see um, whole bodies of research that really talk about the effects of a lot of these things, especially... Like how good, like, corn, wheat, and soy is for our cats. Well... Yes, there are studies there out are there that There are lots of studies. Say, yeah. There are lots yeah. of studies. Here's what I'm looking at, and you and I both know to ruin the surprise, we feed a species, appro a species appropriate, fully balanced, raw diet to all of our cats. But for any of you guys that has fo have followed us for any amount of time, you guys know that I, five years ago, would have nothing to do with that, and I felt like Jay was going to kill our cats um, when she started and doing I that. And I felt like I was going to save them if I did. So Correct. it was like, she thinks I'm going to kill them. I think I'm going to save their lives. And it was like, who wins? Yeah. Jay well, wins. We all know where that. <laughs> where that. That's the way it usually goes. Jay's, Jay's usually right. I won't say I'm always right. Correct. This However, <laughs> here's the thing is that there's all this research out there that talks about the fact that cats are obligate carnivores, that they're 95.6% identical to tigers, that the mm -hmm. biological nutritional requirements that cats have need real meat. The interview that we did today, even with Dr. Uh, Katie Woodley talking specifically, we were talking about cat cancer, but she was talking about the in incredible importance of foundational nutrition for gut health and immunity health. And cancer. that's the, and that's the science I'm talking about. What I have not done, it's like, once you know that, and 
once I realized the cats weren't going to die when they were given the food that their bodies actually need, then there comes all this other information and so many questions about grain-free diets. Well, and we thought how your let's let's back it up because we learned about grain-free diets way prior to right. way and we're before. feeding grain-free diets. Well, sure, as a species appropriate, of course, is a species appropriate diet is grain-free. It's right. also carb-free, but it but the that we switched over from when we were feeding kibble. Right, we switched over because you you guys remember that there was a big fad. Um, it was it was a huge fad it was a going big to on. Do. But, but big to do, right? It was like stop feeding your pets grains, um, especially cats. Like go grain free with the diets, and everybody came out with a grain free diet, grain free diet, yeah. and we were like on that bandwagon, Correct. and we switched our kibble from a crappy. Very, you know, like probably rice, corn, wheat, and soy as the first four ingredients. Right. To, um, after learning this, to a grain-free diet, which it did say grain-free, but we, but, but it also had meat as the first four or five ingredients. Right. Um, and. <clears throat> And we saw a big difference in our cats. Just switching the yeah. kibble, right? We saw so a big it's difference. Still kibble. The, the the hairballs were like barely happening. Like they were still happening, but not like they not like today with the hairballs. But it was like the, it happened from like every cat having a hairball every day almost to like I don't know once a week, maybe, maybe twice, twice a, a week. week. Yeah, you know, and it was like, wow, we are not having to clean up hairballs anymore. So grain and free by we, is she means good. Me. So grain free is good, um, and then, and then you learn more, and you know, it's you. The more you, what is the term? You learn more, learn more, do better. <laughs> what is when it? When we learn, the better we do. Yeah, but it's... It's probably not that. I yeah. don't know. Now I feel completely confused. No, no better, do better. No better, do better. There it is. No better. So, yeah. So, learn, share, grow. The more you the more you learn, the better you do. Right? right. So, um... But but this is the question. And let's, and let's just get right down to the crux of it. Okay, because you right? still haven't asked the question. Well, the question is, what is the difference between... When, when you have a grain-free diet, there's mm-hmm. so many diets out there now that are grain-free, but they are replacing the grains with... Carbohydrates and starches. Yes. So, and this is mainly for a kibble, the kibble diets, right? right? But, um, but all of a sudden, the research is coming out, and it's like, actually, this is not. In fact, we switched from grain diets, and the um, the amount of cats with diabetes went skyrocket. Like when you look at the the studies of how, like, feeling diabetes was like like. As soon as grain free came out and everybody went grain free, then all of a sudden cats start getting diabetes um, and 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 other things as as well, inflammatory induced right. issues. And it was like, hmm, what could that be? Why could that be? And when you look at the when you when you look at it, actually, just with common sense or you know a little bit of logic, like which we didn't at the time, but now looking looking at it, it's that they have to in kibble. You can't put, you have like the, the options of grains, you've got carbs, carbs and starches, and then you've got, and then you've got fat. Fat will not hold together a piece of kibble. It will go rancid. It will, it, it will go bad. It doesn't have the shelf life. Kibble the only rancid. way that you could, yeah. Pretty quickly once exposed to oxygen to begin with. Yeah, already. But you put, you put, you can't put a little piece of dry food together and hold it together and cook it to that high umph degree um without the 
without these ingredients, right? So what they did was they took out the grains and then they replaced them with carbohydrates. And what most of cat parents, including us at the time, did not know is that cats specifically are not created, were not created, and are not created to digest grains or carbohydrates, right? So the the amount of carbohydrates replaced it, we were replacing it with rice and potatoes and pea protein and all these other all these other things and we're and we're still getting the the influx of especially with you know the grains and the the carbs and starches converting to sugar in the body raising those insulin rates creating a an epidemic an epidemic of diabetes in cats diabetes. because diabetes because we're switching from um from grains to carbohydrates that's what we're doing we're just replacing one with the other instead of as you said cats being obligate carnivores and needing the majority of their diet to be animal protein, not pea protein, right. not soy protein, animal protein. But here's the thing is that I, I feel like, uh, and to kick it, the, wow, to use back, your words. I know it's cause I'm still so vibing off of Dr. Katie's talk today about cat cancer. Mm -hmm. But as she was saying, uh, today, I think she kept reiterating the importance of reading the ingredient panel. And I think for me, that was a huge, I didn't know what I was reading. Like you're talking about carbs and or grains, right? Like, and I get that that seems like a lot of common sense, but when you're looking at an ingredient pan, I think most of us look at the front of the bag and it says grain free, all natural, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, and it has a bunch of picture, pictures Really of beautiful pictures it. of colorful meat and all that kind of stuff. Or if they're showing, well, I mean, it's like, beautiful salmon and whatever yeah. you know it looks so beautiful like yeah. wow this is in the bag and that's about as far as we get as as far as reading those ingredients yeah. so identify some of the um like the peas and stuff like that like pea protein is a big one right now mm -hmm. legumes legumes right? are a big one big ones so what do we need to be looking for and where do we find what we actually need to know because it's not on the front of the bag no, you have to look at the ingredients on any anything, and this goes for yourself too. This but goes what's for your us what's too. your what's your baseline of reading an ingredient panel? If you the first time you told me how to read it, when it says chicken is the first pro, the right. first uh, ingredient, yeah. do you know what I mean? Like get into the how to help us know. It, even if it says a grain free diet, if if we right. see A, B, or C, right. So so when you're reading the ingredient list, what you Ideally, I mean, just to keep it as simple as possible so anybody can kind of follow that, right? First of all, I mean, a species-appropriate, moisture-rich diet is uh, absolutely the the diet. You don't want to be feeding kibble to your cats anyway, okay? Just because it's either going to have the grains or carbs, um, and it's going to be a high percentage. I think uh, carnivore is the only one that I know of that's less than 20%, and it's 19 And in honesty, right. like, even... You know, so many holistic and integrated vets will say you you definitely want it. You know, less than twenty percent. Twenty percent is what like even uh, even Dr. Katie said today. Yeah. She's like, you want at least eighty percent meat, right? And um, those other but, carbs are going to be fats, about, and they're going to be 
Uh, yeah, but, the, but I mean, you're not going to find that in kibble. Um, right. But the other, but the other carbs would be green leafy veggies, right. right? Like stuff that is not necessarily converting into sugar in the body and creating this inflammation response that's creating all of these other issues that our cats are dealing with, or converting into sugar and creating an insulin response. Like that's it's that's not what we want. What we ideally want is for the first four or five ingredients to be meat, animal protein. So not meat, not the word meat. Because that means anything, but um, but you know, chicken, beef, bison, venison, identifying the the meat. Obviously, you always want to know the source too, because chicken chicken doesn't mean chicken the same chicken that you pick up at the at the market. Um, in and in it's all worth cases, noting that with with kibble, especially when they they do list ingredients by the amount in. Right. Included, which is why you wanted the first four or five ingredients, not just the first ingredient. You because. see all those commercials because they're like, the first ingredient is always meat. The first, and you're like, yes, that's good because we all know that it has to be listed by ingredient list, like you know, by by amount. Right. So everybody's like, chicken's the number one ingredient. Awesome. Second ingredient, rice. Okay. Now, what you what many people don't know is that they weigh the um they they list based on weight of the product before it is put into the high heat processing okay so you take a chicken and just like you know it's how much percentage of water right it right. weighs this much and so we're like yes first ingredient absolutely you put it as the first ingredient then and rice is the second ingredient then we cook it to 400 plus degrees and now, what is actually number one ingredient? That second right. ingredient, but that that's rice, you that, think about that soy, that chicken, corn, cornmeal. Chicken being completely dehydrated versus rice being completely dehydrated. There's not right. a big difference in mass for rice, but there is with chicken, yet it's listed as the first ingredient. So right. that's what I'm saying about like the understanding how ingredients, especially when it comes to kibbles, because that is... Kibbles. Kibbles. The dry foods. The kibbles. The kibbles, because I think that that's really illuminating for so many people, especially when they start thinking about feeding their cat towards health. Yeah. That that is a a big learn a, a big moment of revelation. Yeah, I mean, what we want to the basics here are our cats are not created to digest grains or carbohydrates, right? In the wild. The amount of carbohydrates that our cats will consume is about 2%, and that's consisting of the, the, the stomach matter, right, of the, of the herbivore that they just consumed, right? That's when they eat the intestines of the mouse, say. And the mouse has eaten, sure, some bugs and stuff, but some plants or the rabbit, a, a vegan, right, eating, eating only the, eating only the, the plants, and that's that's the that's the amount of carbohydrates, if you will, that they will consume. When we're feeding these high carb diets, that that or or high yeah high carb diets, right, or high starch diets, um, that they are you know labeling it's at least forty percent protein, and the second ingredient is pea protein. You're like okay, but that's not animal protein, and our obligate carnivores need animal protein. Because they're carnivores, so they need animal protein in order to not not just thrive, but survive. I mean, we can nutritionally abuse them pretty well. They're they're resilient animals, but right. 
but we don't want to. We don't want our family members to just survive. We want them to thrive. Um, so, uh, so, you know, in, in basics, we want to make sure that we are feeding a diet that is very high in animal protein and very low in starch or carb or grains for that matter. If you're going to, so to simplify for me, if you're looking at a, if you're looking at a kibble Mm -hmm. and it says grain free, which we saw like the benefits 15 years ago of feeding a grain free kibble, Mm -hmm. right? What do we need to look for to see if that's the direction that we need to be going? What, what is it replaced with? Tell us what's identifiable ingredients that we need to be watching for. Because as you just mentioned, when... I just mentioned them. <laughs> well, but reiterate. Because I think that it's... it's You take out the grains. Right. But they're replaced with... Peas, potatoes, rice, um, legumes. Um... And these are all, it's not like these are all like super unhealthy. I don't like rice at all, but it's not like these are super unhealthy ingredients. But if we're, if we have the first four or five ingredients as meat, then we know that, that the net, the sixth ingredient of say potatoes or pea protein or, or legumes or something like that is going to be a smaller percentage. So we're still feeding a higher, a higher quality diet, if you will. So we're, we're feeding a higher meat-based diet to our obligate carnivores, and they're getting less of the of those um, carbs and starches. Are you generally more because I think we're on this? I think everyone here is on the same page that a moisture-rich diet, a wet food diet, a canned food diet is always going to be better than a kibble yeah. in general. Well, it's going to be less processed, so it's hundred percent just for the fact that it's less processed is going to be. Um, is going to be better, but I would still want the first several ingredients to be meat-based, uh, animal protein. So regardless if it's a grain-free wet food, mm-hmm. it's still about identifying those first four or five or six ingredients as yes animal protein. Yeah, several ingredients. I mean, I guess it probably doesn't take as much. I mean, it's still processed. It's still high heat processed, just not as high heat processed for, for wet food, right? Um, but you would still want, I would still want at least the first three ingredients to be a meat-based. If we're going to feed that on a regular basis. I'm not saying like for a treat here and there or something like that. But I would want the first few ingredients to be animal protein. Yeah. I mean, that's why a species-appropriate fresh food diet is so good. I mean, I actually add back in just because our um, raw diet that we feed our cats is like 90 percent probably 95 plus percent animal protein like that is what our cats get and then you know and then there's you know vitamins and minerals and other things in there but but the I add back in the organic fresh fermented fermented, I add back in organic fermented veggies into our cat's diet just because I still want the benefits of those. It's not that those are bad. They they are actually very good, even if it's not species appropriate, if you will. It's not something that they would get as much of in the in the wild. It's still really good for them. Those green leafy veggies are full of antioxidants. They're full of cancer fighting agents. They're full of a lot of um, really good things for our cats. So feeding our cats that is not a a bad thing, especially if it's fresh, especially if it's organic. Um, fermented is just a little bit you know, 
Awesomer. Right. Um, <laughs> awesomer. Awesomer. Um, but it is, but, but it's not, it, we just don't want that in our, in our commercial pet foods that we're feeding. We don't want a high percentage of that. Do you have a, uh, an opinion on, we both agree that a, a fed cat is always a better situation than a starving cat. So mm -hmm. if someone's in a situation where they can only feed kibble, do you, would you recommend a grain, going grain free? Or would you recommend a kibble or wet food for that matter that does not specify that it's grain free? Okay, so first of all, um, if we have a starving cat, I would feed them McDonald's french fries. Like, because yes, a, a, a fed cat is always better than a starving cat, for sure. If, if that's the only thing you have on hand and you have a starving cat, feed the cat. Feed, feed, feed the cat. Um, when it comes to my issue, when it comes to grains versus these carbs, is, and I don't know, I don't, I only know the studies that I've seen. It could be in a lot of the legumes as well. But when it comes to the grains like corn, wheat, and soy, we're dealing with extra issues like mycotoxins, right, which can create so many illnesses in cat because the, the, the way that they're mass manufactured, the way that they are GMO, um, the way that, you know, the, how they're treated. Yeah, how they're treated, how they're raised. Like, you just can't find that, especially if you're feeding a, a very popular um, uh, pet food, like, you know, made by Mars or Nestle or Colgate or, you know, Smuckers or any of those. They're, they're mass manufactured. They are definitely the, the corn, the, the wheat, the wheat gluten, the corn meal, the corn, like all of this is uh, mass manufactured and contains, as study recent studies have shown, um, toxins, right, that have been led to cancer, that have been that have been uh, linked to um, hyperthyroidism, that have been linked to a lot of diseases that our cats deal with these days. So, if we ha if the choice was between uh, for on a on a tight budget between a grain free or non grain free, I would still go grain free. Um, but I would still look at the ingredient list and see if you can find. And I and I do believe that there are some that are at least more affordable that have meat as, I mean, there are some out there that meat's not even the first ingredient. Right. We have some, like, right. that we bought for props. And right. it's like Remarkable. corn gluten meal is the first ingredient. And you're like, wow. Um, and yet the picture shows meat on the, on the front. Yeah. Pretty meat. Yeah. Um, yeah, but, uh, but yeah, I would, I would still go grain free just for that simple fact. Personally. Personally. I think it's fascinating. I, and I think that it is one of the most foundational things for us cat parents to really start hammering home every time we go to get our cat's food, whatever it is, even if it's something they've been eating for the last 15 years and they're, they're fine, right? They're absolutely fine. It's so important for us cat parents to really get a grip on the ingredient list and understand what it is. Even when we've we've said for so long, 
you want to be able to identify the ingredients that you're reading. And of course, sweet potatoes sound good. Corn mm -hmm. sounds good. And they're not all, all, I mean, sweet potatoes are not always bad, actually. No. You know, I mean, like sometimes sweet you want to feed them, sweet potatoes. Yeah. Right, by itself. But when you're looking at where they land in the ingredient, just getting familiar with reading the ingredient panel, uh, the nutritional information for the foods that we're putting in our, in our cats, I think is huge. And I think while it may not mean that you're going to switch up the food that you're feeding right now, it's it's going to start that wheel turning yeah. of what am I, what, how do you say it or someone said it, um, we're either feeding health or we're, we're moving forward or we're moving back. Like yeah. you're either feeding health or you're, or you're not. And there are things that are, that was profound, wasn't it? Yeah, it was how, profound. It's not how you said it. It was one of our podcasts that we did before. I know, but that's not how you said it. I don't remember. But either. I think, you know, for us, you know, if we, if we sit around and eat, uh, McDonald's fast food, lollipops, ice cream all day long, we're not giving our body what it needs versus giving ourselves some whole foods, some plants, some, some fresh real foods. fresh foods has not been ultra processed. We feel a difference in our, in ourselves as well. Yeah. So I just think it's fascinating because it's like grains or carbs. It's like everybody cats, thinks that there's just like you, you have to do you one, have to or choose one or the other. You have to choose. Are we going to do grains or are we going to do carbs? And, um, I think, you know, if, if it's at all possible, there's some amazing recipes out there where you can make your food at home on a budget by yourself we have a we actually have a youtube um playlist with some of those recipes and you can make the food at home by yourself you can gently cook it yourself you can feed it raw yourself and these are really healthy foods and you're you're saving money from buying even even a good quality kibble you're you're saving you're money. saving money than even buying yeah and there's a great new resource out there for anyone who is interested in doing that fresh food consultants Dot org, freshfoodconsultants.org, and they will actually formulate fully balanced diets that you can make at home. at home. And I think that's such a gift to so many fresh feeders because I think that a lot of us feel like, like you said, you've got to make a choice between grains or carbs yeah. when you're feeding processed foods. And, and sometimes that is the only option. So it's, um, honestly, I've always kind of wondered what's, Better. what's worse in your head. And I don't know that I've ever really realized that you would probably go with carbs over grains. Yeah. I mean, even though both are going to invoke a, an Neither inflammatory one are response, biologically appropriate both for of them, cats, Yeah. Right. Both of them will, will, will create digestive upset for sure. But if we, if we had to choose, um, just because the, the carbohydrates usually have, um, less toxins in them than the grains, it's the same reason why, uh, you know, we were talking the other day in the thread, I don't know if you were on it, but, um, talking about how I don't like corn, wheat, or soy litters, right. for that matter, because of the mycotoxins that are in these ingredients. Right. And it's like our cats are going to ingest them. And then what, you know, uh, there was somebody that we know recently, she, she runs a pet shop, and her um, she had a client that came in, and her she lost her dog to um, eating because he, he was consuming, slowly over time, consuming little okay. bits and pieces of this corn-based soy or corn-based corn corn litter in for that, that her cat was, that she was using for a cat and found out that it was because of the mycotoxins within the 
within the litter, feeding a, a fresh food diet, the dog still got super sick. I think, I think the dog, yeah, the dog died. Um, and that's so sad. And it's like, whoa, I thought I was doing really good by not get using clay litter. Right. But then you're like, wow, you know, like it's, it's the, and we don't want to overwhelm everybody by being like, don't use clay litter, but also don't use corn and also don't use soy and also you don't use right. wheat, you know, like, and we don't want to freak out every company out there either, but it is, uh, it's a, it's a thing. And you think about the dog that was consuming the litter. Um, and then you think about the cat that's also consuming the litter because cats are groom themselves and those, you know, those little, those small doses those little grains. Time. Those little grains are are always in their paws because they're digging in the yeah. litter. So they are eating, they are consuming um, that. And if there's toxins in them, those paw pads are a, a very vascular um, piece of their body where they are absorbing, absorbing toxins directly through into their bloodstream. So, yeah, I would go with carbs. I've never been asked that question. Oh, I know. I we've talked about it so much. At the same time, it's it's almost like I don't completely understand where you're coming from because this is what we're feeding, right? right? So every time we've had, or I've heard you talk with clients on the phone, I'm always clued in on how you help coach people on their choices for diet, depending on what's going on. Right. But it's it's because it's, for me, I'm one of those people that I just, once I know that we're feeding a species appropriate, balanced raw food diet, and I'm not okay worried, and I'm okay with it now, I'm, I don't really know what to think of the carbs or the grains, because neither one of them are biologically appropriate. You, you know what I mean? I've just never really formed my own opinion on it. So it's it's kind of fun to pick your brain on it. That is fun. It was. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's fun. I've never picked my brain on that. So that was fun. All right. So that's going to wrap up this episode. That will do it, my donkeys. Uh, but two crazy cat ladies back in the closet. Speaking of fresh foods, I'm about to go make spaghetti sauce. I know. That's all I can think about right now is yeah. just making spaghetti. Or as she says it, spaghetti. I used to say spaghetti. Spaghetti. I'm from Arkansas. I'm very excited about it. Whatever. Uh, so thank you guys so much for joining uh, this episode. If you like it, Thanks please subscribe um, and uh, join us next week. We will be back. Uh, we love you guys. And wherever you are, whatever you're doing, we hope you're having a beautiful day. Be blessed. Mwah. Be grateful. We'll see y'all soon. Bye, y'all.